no news for you today, Ben. Right. But it's going to be news for me. Thank you very much, as ever, because we're going to be going to South America again. Fabulous. And Brazil, where you've been, naturally, right. and it's the world's fifth largest country. Brazil's national language is Portuguese, which Ben speaks fluently. Oh, Julia. <laughs> and the country is famous for many things from bikinis. Mm. Do you know about that one? Nothing at all, no. And caipirina cocktails. Did I pronounce that correctly? Caipirinha. Caipirinha mm. cocktails to the famous architecture and carnival festival. Mm. Over to you, Ben. Yeah, look, I mean, it's an enormous country, Julia. It's hard to kind of get your head around how big it is. Do you it's, know the size? Can you give us some kilometre Well, I can, but let's just put it this way. It's bigger than Australia in area. So Brazil, then, all yes, up. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, that's enough. That'll do there it. There you go. I mean, it's 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 massive, very, very difficult to see all of it, as you might imagine. And uh, look, my trip was no different. It was very much get in and tick off a couple of bucket list Items. So, saying, which were they? Well, it was Rio. We really wanted to go to Rio. Yeah. Actually, wanted to go for Carnival, but missed it by about a week. Unfortunately, got my timing all back to oh. front. It was a bit of a shame. Is um, that because you'd had too much other South American wine along the way? It's po- poss- possibly, yes. or just you know, just one of those things. Right, one of <laughs> those things. I'd rather move on. One of my great regrets. Well, but, it was uh, Carnival, and I called it Carnival Festival. It is actually Carnival. Carnival. Carnival, you don't even pronounce the no, E. I don't think so. No. There you go. Off yep. you go. Keep going. Yeah. So um was to see Rio and then to also um, get up to the or get down to the Iguazu Falls, which are right on the border with Argentina. And they are, abs- both of those things, Rio and the Iguazu Falls, as are other parts of this amazing country, are astonishing. Give us a description of them both. Describe Rio, a, 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 a verbal portrait. It's, it's incredible. It's, um, I mean, an amazing city set amid this ridiculous landscape of huge kind of, I think it's granite or basalt, remarkable kind of rock formations. And the, the city just snakes between them and kind of fills every, um, every available bit of space. Um, it's right on the beach. Its beaches wow. are amazing and fantastic. And it's just, I guess, physically, geographically amazing. Absolutely beautiful. So, and then when you go down to Iguazu, the Iguazu Falls, mm-hmm. off you go again. Yeah, so the, all of a sudden you you feel very remote. I mean, you're in effectively, when you're at the falls, the falls are astonishing and they just tumble through the jungle and well, fall. You can hear them coming as well. Well, yeah, were. and you can, you can kind of hear, hear the rumble and see the, the, the mist in the air, which is almost like um, a, a smoke. And um, very, very impressive waterfalls. They really leave, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen Niagara Falls. Yes. But really, um, you know, they're much more spectacular than that and larger and just uh, Easy to access? Yeah, yeah, super easy. Easy. Once, once you're in the, the nearest um, town or city, which is Foz de Iguazu, super easy. And you can also view the falls from the across the border on the Argentine side. So, so getting around Brazil, if it's as it's bigger than here, mm. you, the likelihood of you getting to all of it in a, a short visit is naturally not there. Mm. Uh, t- touring, coach tours, car A small group driving. tour would be absolutely fantastic. Yep. It would help you tick off a number of really, really important 
uh, places in in Brazil. Um, long distance buses are good. Lots of flights between major cities. So if you need to get from Rio or Sao Paulo out into the Amazon, for example, yeah, you can get there. Get there by air. Now the big Jesus Christ the Redeemer is a real icon of um, of Rio and an enormous enormous um, statue of Jesus. Um, atop one of these amazingly dramatic rocky outcrops, um, gazing down over the, the city and its beaches. It's really uh, amazing. And I hear he just showed up one day. It was sort of a miracle. He was, was there, not not there one day and there the next. He which was is... there the whole time I was there. Oh, was there. <laughs> yeah. So a little bit about Carnaval, even though you missed it. Yeah, well, I mean, the, surely one of the world's great festivals I think it's a week-long celebration of all the samba schools in, in Rio, or perhaps all over Brazil. And, um, uh, you know, I think we can ask our uh, our guest, we can ask Tig about that when we, yes. when we chat to her. Um, but, yeah, just this astonishing celebration of dance and culture and, you know, those incredible outfits and floats. And, oh, how uh, good do they look? Yeah, it does look like something that everyone must do once. In their life. Well, that means you're going to have to go back. Happy to come with you, Ben. Yeah, yeah. But I think, you know, my understanding is carnivals happen right across Brazil. It's not just in Rio. So if you're there at the right time of year, you can have a pretty extraordinary experience getting involved in that. Now, one from you, because Hmm. someone mentioned that you had dined at a restaurant (laughs) where there were beer taps on every table. Yeah, so that's a good one. I don't know whether this is um, typical of uh, restaurants in Brazil, but yeah, we uh, sat down and there was a it was instantly recognisable as a beer tap <laughs> in the middle of our table, and basically we just poured our own beers during the meal. And at the end of the night, the waiter came over and just rang it off like we paid for it, like you would petrol at the at the at the Bowser, as you know, a buck a liter and. I don't want to tell you how many litres we had, but, yeah, fantastic. Now, isn't that a really good idea and why wouldn't – I mean, the, the the plumbing would might be a bit, you know, difficult. Um, we but might run into some RSA issues here in Australia, but it did not seem to be a problem in Brazil. Oh, well, then you could do it with wine too, couldn't you? Sure could. Yep. Yeah. Oh, look, Ben, there's a Let's business. think about that. I know. We'll workshop that at another time. <laughs> we can do that. Mm. And then the beaches. Yeah, the beaches are beautiful and, you know, the around Rio you've got Ipanema and – Copacabana, two really, really famous beaches. And, yeah, just taking a dip there was a really awesome experience. And and the beach is very much the centre of activity and crowded and chaotic and noisy and lots of music and people selling drinks and all kinds of stuff on the beach. So it's it's a great place for people watching. And Major home of the G-string, I hear, despite the, the size and shape of anybody, it's it, isn't yeah, it? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's yes. the absolute, that's the default um, swimwear. Uh, the guys' cozies are pretty small as well yep. and um, it's just the way it is and it seems to be a celebration and everyone's um, praised for, for dressing down on the beach. You hear that, a, w- a wonderful arrogance about the shape of my body despite what it is because I am here, I am a Brazilian. It's a confidence. And on the beach, It's yes. a confidence and it's a, a, a spirit thing. that you see right through all of Brazil in the people, absolutely. Ah. Dear me. So we're going to look forward to speaking to the other Brazilian people who are extending your experience and what you've told us already. Yeah, I'd like to know a lot more actually. I mean really just had a taste of this amazing country and uh, I know it's got plenty more to offer so look forward to learning about that. Did you wear a G-string? No, I did not, Julia. I probably had very conservative board shorts on I'd say. (laughs) I'm surprised they let you stay there. We look forward to our guest. We did seem to get moved on quite quickly. Perhaps that was why. (laughs) Of course. Mm. We look forward to our guest. Great.
What a lucky day it is for us today because we're joined in the studio with Tig Martin, who spent about three years leading grand tours across South America. Tig has spent about nine months in Brazil leading people around the country and has incredible insight to share with us. So, Tig, thanks for joining us today. Over to you and let's talk about... Carnival, and that's yours. Can I tell you my quick Carnival story? Go. So yeah, when I went to Brazil, we planned to visit, um, to be in Rio for Carnival. Missed it by about three days. How did you do that? No idea. It was like before the internet and stuff, so it was easy to make mistakes like that, Julia. Was what one of the heartbreaks of your life, Ben? A little, yeah, yeah. yeah, But at least it gives me something to go back for. Yes, it does indeed. Can you tell us a bit about Carnival? What it's like? It's, it's famous, isn't it? Absolute chaos. I mean, Is it's it? known as the, the biggest party on the planet yeah. and it definitely lives up to its name. I've been three times and every single time it's amazing. Um, it's the whole city is just alive every not just at the actual events but in the street there's this excitement and electricity and everyone's basically in party mode mm-hmm. um, and it's amazing you go out to the streets and they have these parties called blocos and they're sanctioned by the local government and it's basically a float and then everyone just dances and walks in and they parade through the streets having a party mm-hmm. and there's no real point to it it's just just a celebration. For the sake of yeah. it. And um, they do that every day across the city. And then at night, there's the Sambadrome, which is the um, actual Sambadrome. Mm. Yes, it's 85,000 people strong um, stadium that was purpose built for the, the Samba parade. It's like a, it's like a stadium street. Isn't it's it? a straight it's like, street. It's yeah. about, I think it's about 800 meters long. Meters long. Yeah. And um, it, there's the stands on either side and Basically, they have one hour to get from the start to the end and they just parade the entire way. And um, the best part about it is that it's not just watching all of these people going past dancing and all of that. It's that all the spectators are just having as much fun as everyone who's performing. So So it's a party. Yeah, it does look like fun and a party, but it's... Fiercely competitive, isn't it? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. They're very competitive. Um, I never seem to work out who wins because (laughs) it's... Everyone's celebrating. They were all amazing. Um, It goes from about 7 p.m. till 7 a.m. So it's a massive endeavour. And then um, they do declare one school the winner. Um, which is fiercely, fiercely held and they um, all compete and they're all very, they spend months practising in the lead Mm. up to it. And as a visitor, can you do more than sort of just spectate? Can you you, you get involved somehow? Yeah, we uh, have options. Everyone has options to do. So you can go to the Blockos, which is a thing I highly recommend doing with the parties in the street. Then you can also pay a little bit extra and get involved in the parade wow. and they'll give you a, a costume to wear. Don't worry, it's not as revealing <laughs> as the ladies' costumes. No, I was thinking about the sequins though mm. and I could do a sequin or two. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And like a feather headdress or something. Oh, yes, yeah. indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, you get to go. I forget which night it's on but because there's things happening every night and they have one night where you can go and parade. And so your lack of samba abilities is <laughs> not important. Yes, so if you move on out from the atmosphere of carnival as you're talking about, Brazil itself, off you go. Oh my goodness, okay. It's so big and so diverse. I mean, Brazil has the same sort of, it's bigger than Australia, so it has the same differences that we have here. Um, And lots of people get stuck with Brazil thinking it's just the Amazon and Rio, and that is it. But they actually have so much more to offer 
Um, there's an entirely different ecosystem called the Pantanal, which is out in the west, and it's a huge wetland area. I think it might be the largest in the world. And they, there you've got these incredible amount of wildlife. There's jaguars. I've seen a jaguar out there. It's very wow. exciting. Um, anteaters, monkeys, anacondas, mm. all of these things are out there. And you can go horse riding because it's a little bit more open than the Amazon. Um, you can go horse riding and walking and experience everything out there and that's a fantastic place to go. And uh, then you've got there's Iguazu Falls, which mm-hmm. is famous, mm-hmm. um, which I, I just love it. It's so beautiful mm. to see all this water cascading through a rainforest and it's so p- picturesque um, to go and visit that. Then beyond Rio, so Rio has the big beach culture, mm-hmm. which I adore. Copacabana, um, Ipanema. Yeah, which I believe yeah. is a, something you should always do when yeah. you go there. Uh, there's also to the north of Rio, there's the Bahia Coast, mm-hmm. which is pretty much where the first um, African slaves were brought in in the 15th century or whatever it was. And so they have a really interesting culture on that side and they've got the very laid back chilled out they don't take life too seriously Mm. it's the best beach holiday you can imagine Mm. it has beautiful like yellow sand beaches with palm trees and you can have your caipirinha on the beach which is a drink um and and then there's also the added aspect of the history that's there. They have a lot of old Portuguese um, ruins and forts. Uh, and you can just, you feel a little bit more like you're experiencing part of the culture and the history. Then Rio is incredibly modern. So it gives you that contrast, but also the experience of small town Brazil. And in terms of getting around within the country, is they're well established and heaps of, I mean, you know, can. Airlines operating between yes. cities all over the place, long-distance buses operating. Is there any long-distance rail? There isn't really any rail that I ever saw. There, uh-huh. there are long-distance buses, but they are huge distances. So if you want to get from Iguazu Falls to Rio... Yeah, I did that bus. Okay, you're yeah. unfortunate soul. Um, <laughs> so 21 hours? It's 21 hours. Like, it's 21 yeah, hours. It's it's and it's just, it's just a... A sort of public transport bus. Yeah, more or less. It is, is, however, where I, you know, had the great pleasure of trying my first churrascaria en route, you know. Oh, yes. So, you know, I guess you see the country differently on a a journey. Churrascaria being a barbecue. Yeah, that barbecue. Yeah, yeah. barbecue restaurant. Where you just go and pile it on your plate as Mm. much as you want. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there is, that's obviously, if you have the time to do that, then that's terrific. Um, And some people don't enjoy long distance bus trips um i quite like them because i Mm. like doing that Mm. but a lot of people don't and they also when you've only got a three-week holiday spending two full days on a bus is probably not the best use of your time there are um the option in south america there's a lot of the airlines have deals for if you book the a big international flight with them, then you get really, really cheap internal flights. So you can kind of match that up. Um, So whereas, you know, your bus might cost you 50 US dollars, a flight might be 80. Yeah, right. And it takes an hour. So if someone someone did have three weeks, um, and I imagine nine out of ten Australians going to Brazil are going to go to Rio and Mm -hmm. have a look at that. They're also very likely to go to the Iguazu 
falls. Um, where else would you recommend people go if they had that sort of time frame and of those kind of must-see experiences? Must-see. Um, mm. Yeah, Iguazu is incredible. I think getting out to see either the Amazon or the Pantanal is really important because it does give you an insight into quite how huge it is and how much life is living in that. And obviously in the news recently there's been a lot of issues with mm -hmm. the Amazon burning. Yeah. And I feel like we can't really comprehend quite the impact of it, whereas when you go there and you see it, then you have more of an understanding of the scale of this jungle mm. and how important it is because most of the guides that you will encounter in the Pantanal and in the Amazon are incredibly well-trained and also very passionate about conserving the Amazon and, and educating foreigners as to why it's important and why we need it and why they need it, not just Brazilians. And so when you visit the Amazon, I'm using my inverted yeah. comma fingers, um, do you, how, how, how do you do that? Do you have to do that on a boat or can you visit you've, a lodge and explore? You've got many options. Yeah. Um, Tell us so about it that. takes, because it's so big, it takes, it's hard to get to the centre of it. Um, that's where money becomes a big factor. The more you pay, the further in you can really go okay. because you normally fly in, um, maybe then take a boat down the river. There are river cruises available um, that are not sort of bare bones mm -hmm. things. They're quite luxurious river cruises where you travel down, not necessarily the Amazon, but Tributary, other uh, tributaries. Yeah, yeah. And they give you experiences where they take you off and you see everything. Um, and then you've got the options of if you don't have – as much money there's the ones that are closer to civilization which still are fantastic in giving you the full comprehensive experience and so where would you fly to or get to to experience that kind of thing you're going to manaus um manaus right? is the deep amazon oh. but it is in the middle of nowhere it's a long way away um and that is the old um rubber plantation Capital. center yeah. um it's it's a very interesting place just because it has a lot of that history and this sort of weird ghost town feel because it's a it really doesn't. famous opera house or yes something? a very yeah. beautiful in opera the middle house. of the amazon julia can you imagine yeah. no, no I'm, was, I'm just um, all of the yeah. uh materials were brought out for england i'm from, from france i think it was yeah right. just um, thinking about what listening to you how life-changing going to the amazon must be because it's sort of it's so far away from uh, until you visit i'm guessing it's yeah. so far away from what you imagine and so sort of romantic and intrepid and extraordinary that once you get there it it just must give you you must be you must leave a different person from the one yeah who arrived there i think you do yeah you sort of change your ways or at least consider changing your ways a little bit oh but you've just you've just seen some extraordinary place on the planet that is only ever in your imagination otherwise i'm um, just we and and listening to you and you Ben, we we talk about a lot with with when you travel, you have specific moments, just a moment that stands out yeah. um, from other things. What what would you say yours has been in Brazil? Just one amazing thing that I remember. Um, it's a very small thing. I was thinking about it this morning. Um, I was on the Bahia coast, traveling up in this small town called Ita Itacare, which was these cute little palm tree cove sort of beaches and it was very chilled, very laid back and I was with my friend Nikki and we said let's go have lunch 
and we didn't have very much money, so we were looking for a bargain. And we went down to a restaurant and just said, what's the best thing on the menu? And he brought out this, and it was right on the beach, and he brought out something called mukeka, and it's fish curry. Mm. I, can't, I can still taste it. It's <laughs> so good, and I loved it so much that we said or tell the chef that it was so good. She came out and didn't speak English but using Google Translate and asking random people in the restaurant taught us the recipe oh, wow. oh, in for about 45 minutes. Off you go. Yeah. What basically was the recipe? Oh, yeah. I've got it written down because I was frantically doing it, but it's it's so simple. It's um just a few spices that you have to only get in Brazil. Um, yeah, some the of their the local the chilies, uh, coconut um, milk, and fish, and then you on rice. But it was I, oh, it was so good, um, and that was just really good for me. I remember it so well because of the lady Christina who took the time, even though she didn't speak English and mm. couldn't communicate, we still got there. And she was so dedicated to making sure that we knew what that recipe was. Mm. Um, and it was just a really special moment. And I think it was quite indicative of what Brazilians are like as people. And my last one would probably be Benito, which is means beautiful. It's a small town in the middle of nowhere in Brazil, probably about 12 hours from Iguazu. And it is a little sort of eco-adventure capital in Mato Grosso do Sul. It has a river that you can go snorkeling in. It's ah. called um, Rio de Prata and it means the Silver the river. river. Yeah. And it's just amazing. You just put a wetsuit on and float down and there are these multicolored rainbow fish everywhere wow. and you just float for about an hour or so and then jump out at the other end and then they give you a churrascaria sort of oh, barbecue. Nice. And there you go. Perhaps, exactly. And um, happy days. And it's, it's a really great place and they have, uh, you know, you can go into underground caves that have got these blue lakes in them. It's a really mm. special place, it's, but it's very out of the way. So you can, you can go from the sequins mm -hmm. and, you know, shaking your bum <laughs> to the all that fabulous music mm. to... Um, intrepid adventure. Oh yes, absolutely, and and the the absolute contrast between the mm. two. So and and do both at the same time. Yeah, on the same trip. Yeah. Can can we nip back to Rio for a sec? Yes. Um, I think I mean people might have a general kind of idea of what Rio's like. I mean, it, physically, it's remarkably beautiful, and it's got the famous beaches and and Carnival. What what else should people and see when they go to Rio? Um, yeah, it is all about its geography really. It's so bizarre, that mm. city. It's these huge volcanic rocks that just rise up out of the ocean and then big bits of green bushes tumbling down the side and then multicoloured houses stuck to the edges. Mm -hmm. um, it's beautiful. So, yeah, there's Cristo Redentor, the, um, Christ the Redeemer, Sugarloaf mm -hmm. Mountain, absolute must-dos. Um, then you've got another, it's a little bit more adventurous, but I highly recommend hang gliding oh. over Rio. Gosh. Because you jump from the top up near where Christ the Redeemer is, which is a kilometre up, and then you just sail. And depending on the wind, 
you just sort of glide. Wow. So you're not in control. There's someone with you. I bet you <laughs> discussing um, your safety with Christ the Redeemer as you're going along, yeah. however. Yes. It's be a, very good hands. It's a spectacular way to experience the city um, from above because that's how you really comprehend mm. how beautiful it is. And if you don't want to do that, you can do the helicopter, mm-hmm. um, which is much safer. Which is absolutely amazing. Tig, thank you. Thanks, Tig. That was yeah, no great. Really took us on a journey there. It did. Where do we find out? more information about Brazil, Tig? Well, you could call us at Eclipse Travel. Um, we're on Facebook and Google or at eclipsetravel.com.au. Fantastic. Then again. We're off, aren't we, we Julia? We are, we are. <laughs> this one's got this has got a real pull to it though, hasn't it, Brazil? Yeah. I mean you just I can't imagine seeing the Iguazu Falls and then just being in the Amazon, even if you can't do much, but just to be able to stand there and go, oh, my Lord, I'm in the Amazon. Yeah, we're going to need some time, Julie. We are. Thank you. Tig, thank you very much. Lovely to have you here. Okay, uh, listeners, I'm excited to say I'm joined in the studio um, by Anna and Jason from Brazil Style Imports, a company that brings Brazilian products to us here in Australia. Anna and Jason are going to talk to us about popular Brazilian drinks. Welcome mm-hmm. to the show, guys. Thank you very hi, much. Hi, thanks for having us. Great to have you here. So you have a huge range of products that you you yes. import. There's snacks There's and hundreds, drinks yeah. and all mm-hmm. kinds of things. Um, and you have brought in today. Um, to start with some wine. Can you tell us a bit about the Brazilian wine industry, where it's growing, what kind of varieties they're mm-hmm. producing? Well, probably Brazil, um, you know, is probably a little bit more of a newcomer to the international wine scene than, say, Argentina and some other, you know, South American yeah. countries, Chile. Um, but, yes, yeah, probably the first well-known, uh, you know, uh, Brazilian sort of uh, wines that came out, you know, got in international recognition with the sparkling wines. All so right. they, they brought out some very good sparkling wines for, uh, sort of five or ten years ago and then they got a few awards and got international recognition. Um, and since then sort of, yeah, the, the quality has been growing a lot um, over the last ten years and they've brought out some fantastic Cabernets, Merlots. Um, the Merlots are a little bit uh, different to the Aussie Merlots. They're slightly less fruity and a little bit more dry. So some, yeah, slightly different twists on the on the traditional grapes. Um, yeah, we, we, we've got some nice, the, the, say, for instance, the this Lot 43 uh, variety that we've got here. That was um, the, the the Pope, when he visited Brazil, actually was served that wine at some of the official functions wow. in the south of Brazil. So mm. it's a very top shelf, uh-huh. very good quality Cabernet Merlot. Yep. Um, yeah, and so there's, yeah, we, we're having having a pretty good run with that. Uh, we just need to kind of get the awareness out there a little bit more that, that, that there is high-quality wines coming out of Brazil. So mm. You've also brought a white wine in. What's what's that one? We've got a Chardonnay. Yeah. It's a nice, oaky, smooth uh, uh, Chardonnay. Um, yeah, so, very, yeah, very good quality up there with sort of mid to, mid to top shelf sort of thing, mid-range. So, yeah, we've got beautiful. So, uh, yeah. And whereabouts in the country are the, are the, the uh, vineyards? Yeah. So in the very south, um, yeah, in a state called Rio Grande do Sul, um, there's uh, a place, uh, Valle dos Vineros. Did I say that correctly? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the Valley of Wines and Campania regions, um, and that sort of borders borders with um, Uruguay and Argentina, which is obviously big wine producers as well. So it's in the more in the south where it's cooler climate and up a little bit higher altitude, so perfect for growing wine, uh, grapes for the Great wines, yeah. And are Brazilians big wine drinkers, or is it mostly export, or is there a a growing scene? It's growing, it's growing. Yeah, it's growing more now that they're producing more fine wines, particularly the 
the brand we bring, Miolo, they're, they're very good uh, fine wines known for that. And, um, yeah, so with better quality comes more interest in it. And so, yeah. Because I think a lot of us would assume all anybody drinks is a uh, Caipirinha, yeah, or or some great Brazilian beer. Yeah. Yeah. Can you yeah. can you tell like can you tell us what's in a Caipirinha? How a you make one of those? Caipirinha is delicious, amazing, and uh, I think <laughs> the uh-huh. very amazing thing about Caipirinha is that it's just so easy to make. No other cocktails you need like so many different bits and pieces, a slice of that, a dip of that, and but Caipirinha <laughs> is very easy. Yeah, all you need is uh, green limes, sugar, ice, and you prob- everyone probably has their home. Mm-hmm. But then you need this special spirit that's a Brazilian spirit made from sugar cane. It's called cachaça. Uh-huh. But it's basically that if you have a bottle of cachaça at home, you can make caipirinhas anytime. All you need is the lime. You slice the lime into wedges, muddle with sugar, uh, one shot or two of the cachaça, the Brazilian spirit, ice and shake it and it's ready and it's so good in the summer day is the best cocktail and it's really good and you can adapt to your taste as well like if you like more sugar more lime or a stronger one extra cachaça and, so it's a very yeah. fresh tasting summery and um and simple yeah uh, so very nice so mm. a cachaça is not a rum or is it a kind of a, a similar rum? similar yeah. to a white rum but a little bit different production method but the ones we have are like aged for two years in the huh. barrels so this one here uh, the Santuario, that's aged in oak barrels. And then we have this other one, uh, Famosinha, which is uh, uh, aged for two years in like a Amburana barrel. It's a, a special Brazilian wood. So, so the um, yeah. listeners, the cachaça we're looking at here is a very, very pale sort of golden colour. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some other extraordinarily coloured um, mm-hmm. uh, liqueurs on this table here. Mm-hmm. Can you describe or talk us through... Mm-hmm. Uh, what this one is? Yeah, we brought here today as well the acai liqueur. That's um, it's delicious and it's a liqueur made from the acai berry, the same one that we have in our healthy breakfast. Yeah. So it's a kind of a healthy liqueur, I could say. <laughs> so you can start your but, day with the yes, acai exactly. berries. And, <laughs> we just have acai yeah. for breakfast. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. yeah, it's really good. Yeah, we yeah we'll just have as it is and like yeah. It's Probably the most similar thing would be a blueberry mm. sort of liqueur, but yeah, I, I really like it, yeah. yeah. And you'd serve it on? Um, serve it neat, just neat or on ice or as even as an extra little dash in, in cocktails, yeah. you know. Um, but there's a little cocktail booklet we have here oh. with all yeah. different recipes. So. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And things. So, yeah, but very tasty indeed. Um, and this one, this one's um, yeah, that's a very, very interesting, um, very Brazilian bottle. Yeah, drink. Can you talk us through that one? I don't yeah. think anyone will have heard of this before. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty big now in Brazil, especially very during big. Carnival and parties. Uh, it's called Catuaba Selvagem. Catuaba is actually the name of a herb and is the, regarded as an aphrodisiac of herb. <laughs> so that comes back from like the native Indians time. They used to use the herb and then they made this drink. Now that's actually these and all the herbs that have the same properties and mixed with apple juice, red wine and all the spices. It's, uh, it's quite pleasant. You wouldn't drink as a red wine. You actually have it cold. So we have ice and it's kind of a... Tastes like a spicy, sweet red wine. It's a bit different, but yeah, it's Very pretty different. good and yeah. apparently works. <laughs> <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Something I'm really excited about is I have you've brought in some what look to me like uh, Brazilian soft drinks. Mm-hmm. I'm a massive 
fan of local soft drinks and mm. I, wherever I go I always bring you back like a bottle one. or yeah. a can or something. I mean it's partially because of the beautiful, I don't know, labelling and packaging mm-hmm. and if it's in a bottle it's usually because it's some ridiculous colour. Mm. Um, what have you brought in for us? These look terrific. Well, the, probably the biggest biggest brand of soft drink out of Brazil hands down is the Guarana Antarctica, so which is which is basically that was the they call it the original soft drink of Brazil. So yeah, because um, the guarana bear is actually native from Brazil. Mm. So yeah. So they um, it's like a particular style of uh, soft drink made around the flavor of the guarana mm-hmm. berry, but it's not a not a stimulant drink like a energy drink. Because I think we sometimes so. hear yeah. guarana in yeah, an energy yeah. drink, a drink yeah, or something like that. This is the case, a soft drink no. category. There's no yeah. So, but it's very tasty, very different, like light, fruity, appley. I think we should. Um, yeah. I think we should have a taste. Try, tasty. yeah. Don't, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not, not too sweet. Not too sweet. It's very refreshing. Yeah. yeah. There we go, listeners. Yeah. So you like it? <laughs> it's, it's nice pre- and cold. Thank mm. you. Oh, colours surprising. <laughs> a unique yeah. flavour, if you like soft drinks. Again, it's that very pale, sort of golden mm-hmm. colour. Very sweet. Yep. It's delicious. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to let our producer Dennis <laughs> yes, have a little yes, taste okay. just to yeah, just for confirmation. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. Good, isn't it? It's like an elegant lemonade. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. Could, could, do, would you mix that with anything? Like the, yeah, I don't people, know, the cachaça uh, or something? Would that work? A, I forgot what the name is called, but there is a, when you go out in Brazil, like nightclubs, they have a whiskey and guarana. Uh-huh. That's like standard drink you have there, like just ice. One shot of whiskey and a guarana can. But if they mm. serve that as it is, maybe in a restaurant or something, they might put a slice of orange with it, just mm-hmm. like in the in the glass to sort of serve it with it. But yeah, but that's mm-hmm. like every, all the beaches in Brazil, every bar, every corner store, everywhere. We'll be selling that. Yeah. So wow, you that's t- our best selling product. Actually, is it? Is the, You've totally opened mm. our minds to this world of Brazilian <laughs> um, beverages. Pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting to see so much wine and um, some of these liqueurs mm. look very, very interesting in, mm-hmm. indeed. Thank you so much for, right. for coming in and sharing all of that with us. Thank Thanks you for having um, us. Where can our listeners find a bit more out about you guys after after the show? Yeah, well, I mean, we've got our, our website, I suppose, is a good start, which is, uh, yeah, www.braziliansstyleimports.com.au. And um, we've got, you know, we can people can find out uh, where their local store is to, to buy our products or, or buy online. Um, we've got tons of recipes and, um, and great information on there as well. Fantastic. So, yeah. Listeners, mm-hmm. you can get out there and taste it for yourself. And, and the wine, can our listeners buy that direct from you or do they find out yeah, where the stock is? We do are have an can... online store and we can deliver anywhere in Australia. Yeah. Great. And the mm-hmm. sparkling wines are on there as well? Yes. Sparkling wines, yeah. so the full wines range, all, all the alcohol products and, and mm-hmm. uh, beverages All the and products, foods. yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. all available online as well. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds like um, somewhere... All of our listeners should be um, mm. should be checking out. <laughs> Thanks so much again for coming Thank in. You. Abrigado. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Is that all right? <laughs> yes. Nailed it. Yeah, good. Um, really, really appreciate your time. And Thank um, you. Yeah, thanks again. Listeners, today we are very excited to introduce Andre Felicio to the show. Doesn't that sound amazing in itself? Andre is a chef cookbook author and founder of the extremely popular restaurant Braza Churascaria. Does not that sound amazing as well? Braza offers authentic and delicious all-you-can-eat Brazilian barbecue and is located in Sydney's Darling Harbour. It's safe to say 
Andre is an expert in all things Brazilian food and we welcome you, born in Brazil as well. And you have to tell us what churrascaria translates to mean. Churrascaria is basically a barbecue house. Barbecue house. Yeah, like churrasco, it's barbecue. Yes. And churrascaria is uh, where you make barbecues, barbecue similar house, to yeah. a pizzeria where Pizza, you make yeah. pizzas, yeah. Pizzaria. And gelateria where you get ice cream. Gelateria, yes. that's it. Okay. <laughs> simple, yes, simple. Yeah. So, what is the essence mm-hmm. of a Brazilian barbecue that makes it slightly different, more flavoursome than a, uh, an Australian one? Oh, I think uh, probably the the most uh, uh, well known cut of meat, which is the the rump cap, the picanha. Um, makes a lot of difference uh when we cook the 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 this piece of meat the specific piece of meat it's uh it has a, a cap of fat it's the rump cap yep. uh called picanha and uh, you just sprinkle with rocks out and you you know put it on top of the charcoal and you, you get all the flavor out of it it's uh uh all the mixture of the salt and the and the fat and the, the smoke uh it makes it really really good and it's very it's, it's a very tender piece of meat as well so, so so the charcoal matters a lot to the flavor. A lot, a lot. And then you can use different types of wood as well. Yes. Uh, it's pretty popular these days, actually. Mm. Use all these different types of wood. You can get different, different types of flavors and any piece of meat, basically. So is it sort of like smoking on the barbecue? Uh, it's a different processed in the North American smoking yep. mm-hmm. uh, because it's the, the smoking is like a big oven where you uh, basically cook with, with, with hot smoke. Yep. And uh, the Brazilian barbecue, it's more with the, it's more flame, uh, flame grill sort of mm-hmm. thing. Uh, you do get the smoke because of all the, the, the juices dripping in the, on the, um, on the yeah. charcoal. Yeah, you get that smoke, yes. smoke coming up and yes. it, it gives you a lot of flavor. Yeah. I know when uh, with churrascarias here in Australia, it tends to be like an all-you-can-eat situation. Yeah. Is that the same in Brazil? Yeah, pretty much the same. Yeah. It's everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. You stop at a petrol station in Brazil. I did. There's a churrascaria t- there. That was the you. first <laughs> one I ever saw, the first churrascaria I ever yeah. encountered. Was, so you get petrol and have a churrascaria? Yeah, we were exactly. on an overnight, yeah. a long-distance bus, everywhere. and we pulled into a service station and there was a churrascaria, and yeah. I think we had 25 minutes or something, and we sat down and had the most amazing <laughs> meal in a petrol station in yeah. the middle of nowhere in Brazil. It was incredible. Yeah. Oh, you're lucky then. Yeah, yeah it was good. good Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so Brazilian food generally mm-hmm. is is broader than the churrascaria, but but what are its flavours and what is the essence of cooking? Uh, well, there are many different um It must flavors. change a lot through the mm. regions, flavors right? Flavours in Brazil, the- yeah, yeah, from south to, to north, northeast. Uh, like even in the Amazon uh, yeah. region, all these different uh, ingredients, uh, uh, natural ingredients that people use. Uh, and then you go t- towards the northeast, there's a lot of seafood. Mm. Um, uh, the, to- the, the food tends to be a little bit more, more spicy. Yep. Uh, a lot of chilies. Are used. Uh, then That's coming important. Down, you would be. It would be a disappointment not to have chilies, chilies in, in the Brazil. Food. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love chilies. Yeah. Well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Every day chilies. Yes. <laughs> then you coming down south. Uh, you, you tend to like Minas Gerais. It's a very. It's a, another state in Brazil. It's a uh, like where the rice and beans come from, oh, yeah. which is uh, everyday food in Brazil. Yeah. 
you have the pão de queijo, which is the cheese bread, uh, very popular these days. Uh, you have a coffee, you have a cheese bread with the coffee and, and so on. And then going down south, it's more the meat part of things, uh, where the, the gaúchos uh, south of Brazil. Um, the, 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 the cowboys. Gau- the, the cowboys, the, yeah. the old cowboys, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you say gauchos. Gauchos, yeah. Not gaucho. Well, I was, I was for you, Julia. Oh, thank you. Was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you have the gaucho region, which is actually part of Argentina and Uruguay as well. So all that that area yeah. in south of Brazil have a lot of meat and the, all the very good cattle, very good uh, breed of cattle comes from there. So you must uh, get a, uh, and cattle. in terms of influences, there's obviously. Portuguese heritage, there's African yeah. heritage, there's yeah, all kinds of. African, yeah. So how does that play out in the food? What kind of things are distinctly? Uh, for example, yeah. from the African side, I think would you mention? Uh, we have a very uh, popular dish in Brazil, which is the feijoada, which is uh, made with the uh, sort of the leftovers uh, meat uh, that went to the owners of the farm, hmm. and. The, the workers of the farm, the, the farm would have this uh, big pot with black beans and cooked with the leftovers of the of the animal. And it became very popular. It's, a, it's the feijoada, uh, which is, is the African. Is it an Irish stew with another name? Is Maybe. That what <laughs> it's, pretty, it's a big stew, yeah. So then what's the so, simple recipe that we could have? For any type of food from Brazilian. Brazilian. Yeah. Yeah. From yes. Brazilian. Yes. Uh, Get a bit of Brazil on our dinner table. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, I believe. Uh, well, I like to talk about barbecue. So yes, uh, go back. Yes. For example, for example, the 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 flank steak we we serve in the restaurant. Uh, it's actually the internal flank plate. Uh, uh, we simply marinated it with garlic, uh, oregano, and a splash of olive oil. And just <laughs> mix it all together, and chuck it on the grill. <laughs> oh, actually, some rocks out, and then you chuck. And that's it. So we're in Brazil when we're eating that. Yeah. Yes. No, for sure. Yes. Andre, are, um, are meal times important to Brazilian families? Is very that much, yes. very much? And yes. what what would a big family gathering look like? Oh, it's a you know big party, yeah. fights, <laughs> oh, and all that. Yes. <laughs> Sounds like the Italians, Julia. It does. Yeah. Yes. Yes. People screaming. <laughs> okay. No, but most of all, it's a it's a it's you know all the all that uh, love atmosphere. Absolutely. Love the- Last message for everybody listening: to get the best Brazilian food, what should they do other than come to your restaurant? How do they feel like they're a Brazilian? Oh God, that's a hard question. Uh, put the bikini on. Put the bikini on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, go to the beach. And learn to say churrasqueria. Light up the barbecue. Yeah. yeah. Don't come for a barbecue. Learn come some yeah. samba. A little yes. bit of samba. Learn some bit of samba. Yes. Yeah. I love yeah, the about, yeah. gauchos. Not Gau- gaucho. We're gauchos. going to pronounce it. You know, because there's a lovely <laughs> saying, Andre, which is gauchos are my weakness. <laughs> Cowboys <laughs> which, are my weakness. It's a very wonderful oh, way of saying it. And gauchos oh, are my go. weakness. Didn't yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you, Andre. And Andre, um, just can you let the listeners know where they can find you after this podcast? Do you have a website or where can they track you down? Yeah, yeah. Our website is very simple, braza.com.au. 
and we're located in uh, Darling Harbor, uh, in front of the ICC, actually, the new ICC. Terrific. Raza with a Z. Raza with a Z. Yes. Excellent. Yes. We'll put all that in the show notes. And um, thanks so Thank much you. for coming Thank in. Thank you very much, guys. Thank, Thank you. Ben, you know what? This is just such a wonderful pastime, sitting here and talking about it. Not quite as good as going, but however... It's up there. Uh, it is, isn't it? Mm. Enough to feel the travel soul, I mm-hmm. have to say. So um, I totally enjoy it. Thank you for all your information no too. I love nothing more than a good bit of travel natter. Me too. Mm. Yes. Mm. And you're good at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And listeners, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe and uh, tell your friends and family all about Taste by Traveller. And we love hearing from you. So be sure to leave comments wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, we look forward to taking you on another journey soon. See you later, Ben. Ciao. And listeners, bye.